0: Hey, it's the Fabulous One, Jimmy King over here, and I'm Terry Foster. Join us at 1
1: p.m. Thursday and Friday. Really?
0: <laughs> nah, they got me. I got you. I got you. All right. All right. We are back. T-Foss here along with Jay King, Jimmy King. What's going on, T? You, man, you already messed up today. What do you mean? <laughs> you mean I messed up? In the bathroom. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Now, let me me tell you a story, brother. You use, okay, when you go into a man's bathroom, women don't know this, the urinals are all at the same level, and there's always one that's a little bit lower. You use the low urinal (laughs) today. Now, now here's what happened to me. Okay. One time I was using the lower urinal. Uh Uh-huh. And this little dude walks in Mm -hmm. and he says, you're not supposed to be there and you know it. (laughs) And, you know, he called me a motherfucker. I said, man, dude, that's not right. He said,
1: everybody knows that the the lower urinal is for little people mm -hmm. and children and boys. Well, see, this is (laughs) an educational moment right now because what happened was he educated you and now you're educating me because I've never heard that before. I've never heard that before either. I've never heard it before, and thank you for telling me because now I know not to use the, the shorter <laughs> urinal. I'll always use the taller one, but um, I use the shorter one for a different purpose, but we'll leave that alone. Well, I, I tell you what. Let's, let's <laughs> I, I want to know from little people is the, the, the lower
0: urinal for little people. Maz, I, I <laughs> use it. I use it. Maz, oh, I set you I up use, like I that. Use it. <laughs> you little guy.
1: I use it. I'm still going to keep using right. it. Okay. That's sorry. my urinal. I feel you, Maz. I'm the same. I'm going to keep using it too. But I even though never the, heard that. The, even with the new information today that I learned today, I'm still going to use that urinal. I'm using the one that's splashing back the least. And that's the one. Okay. <laughs> you know what? How about this? How about we just uh, advocate for bidets? We just get some bidets up in there and I've never used a bidet. Dudes I've used can't it use one time. I had to, you know, at least try it. Yeah. When I was in Toronto my rookie year, I got a pad, nice little pad, right off uh, downtown, off, off uh, Lake Ontario, and it had a bidet in it. So I had to use it. <laughs> Did you get used to it? <laughs> no, nah, I only used it once. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, that that is so
0: weak, man. Uh, uh, you mean I, I'm it losing was... respect for you every day. Really, use a bidet.
1: <laughs> a bidet, man. I had it.
0: I was in Europe and refused to u- use one. Yeah.
1: Well, I, now I can see if it's if you know, but I it was in my house. Like I walked by it every morning, and so one day I was like, you know what? <laughs> let me see how this thing actually see, works. You're
0: bringing a bad memory back for me. <laughs> uh, I covered the Olympics in Italy, mm-hmm. and we stayed at army barracks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i check in and they put me in the smallest room you've mm-hmm. ever seen it's like four feet by four feet and there's a bed mm-hmm. in there so i go use the bathroom i sit down and flush man my it, it <laughs> scalded me they use hot water, water. in the toilet wow i jumped
1: up wow my head hit the ceiling Man, i'm like yeah. damn
0: that hurt
1: Wow, wow. I, ate. I, I didn't have any of those issues. When, and, I and I know what you're talking about. Spicy meatballs. And I. I mean, it was, it was terrible. Well, you know what? Spicy meat ball, balls and a hot dog, boiled hot dog.
2: Yeah. Hey, Terry, you see where I'm hooked up here? My yes. Headphone? See if you can lower that for me. I'm getting deaf. See this thing? <laughs> I see that. Follow that down.
0: Oh, oh I see, see it. See little thing there? Okay, you right got right it. Now, there you go. Keep
2: going. Keep going. What do you want me to do? I want you to turn it down. Turn it to the left. All right. Damn. All right. A little bit up higher now. Boom, Basti. A little, a little, higher, his ears, a little higher. Oh, good. Okay. Because I, I don't,
0: <clears throat> I just kind of do radio and podcasts. I don't do buttons. I, I hear you. <laughs> All right. You're I, used to one button. You're already preset. Right. You're
2: used to one button. I, I got it. Back All right. in the day. I, I, I know.
0: All right, man. So, uh, James. Yes, sir. All right. I got a big question for you.
1: Terry with the I. No, don't. Don't. Don't <laughs> start. Well, <I> mean, <laughs> Because we can go Jimmy with an I. <laughs> hey, I thought it was <laughs> right. Jimmy with an I. Jimmy Hendrix.
0: No, but it's J is only one M in Jimmy Hendrix. No, no. All right. You are a Michigan man. What What is a Michigan man, first of all?
1: Well, I think a Michigan man varies if you ask different people. But I'm going to give you my definition of a Michigan man. A Michigan man is someone who bleeds blue through and through, almost blindly to the point That it's detrimental. (laughs) So they're a little bit stupid. (laughs) I I wouldn't say stupid. I would just say um, willing to ignore uh, certain things at moments. So I don't think that necessarily makes you stupid, but um, uh, just not as bright. (laughs) All right. right. You (laughs) know know who the worst
0: Michigan men are?
1: Who? The Walmart Wolverines. Walmart Wolverines. Yeah, those those guys. But I appreciate Walmart Wolverines. Because they, they may have went to Central or Western, but they still love Michigan. <laughs> <In> Central <laughs> Michigan, look, you, no, you're, it's, the only, it's true. you're the only outlier. It's true. It's, it's
0: Central Michigan, uh, we go to a football game at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Halftime, the stadiums are deserted because they watching Michigan to Michigan State on, on uh, th-
1: the second half. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we we the big revenue sports. We pull. I mean, you know, we the big school. We the big dog on the block. Yeah, hey, I grew up in Jersey,
2: but I grew up a Michigan fan because that's all I saw. Michigan was on almost every Saturday. I mean, that's what I watched.
1: It's the branding, and it's just like Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, I like them back TV. in the day too. I right. don't like
2: them now, but I all did right. back in.
0: All right, I got I got a critical question for you, Michigan mm-hmm. man. Yes. Should football coach Jim Harbaugh
1: be no.
2: fired? No. <laughs> all
1: right. <laughs> no, and I'm gonna tell you why. This is what I appreciate about Jim Harbaugh, and I don't think people really understand what he's going through. As a coach, and you're dealing with young kids and young players, they're very unpredictable. But what I appreciate about him is that when he asked Shea Patterson to come to Michigan, transfer, bring his family up here, new environment, be on the stage, immediately expect immediate um, um, uh, results, there's there's time you need to allow for a transition period for the player to grow especially at the quarterback position Shea Patterson played well he tailed off a little bit kind of flatlined at some points and I think that even in Harbaugh's mind he knew that he needed to make a change but he stuck with them because of he, he knows what it takes to nurture and to develop these kids and that is why I respect him, because at the end of the day, still have a better record than they had in the past 10 years. The only knock that you could say if there yeah, is Yeah, but Michigan one, became very the medi- mediocre the last 10 years. Well, less than mediocre. <clears throat> so these past 10 years have been on level or par because he's brought it back to what the minimum expectations are. So if he had beaten Ohio State once and maybe twice in the past couple of years, but we he wouldn't didn't. be talking about him being fired. He didn't. I that, know that. you supposed but, to beat Ohio but, State 0-5. However, and I'm not giving up any excuses. Buried, too. To two of those games, one against Michigan State with the with the punt and then the uh, the spot uh, down in the horseshoe. But the, the Michigan State calls. punt mess up was his fault. Yep.
2: Well, he didn't call timeout.
1: Well, you know, if, why, why if you they get away the punt, he gunners? give away he give a, if the kid gets off the punt, the game is over. But he didn't. You know why? But see, but nah, he but had see, gunners. We're, 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 we're picking though. Like we're picking now. Like as a coach, you trust your players, and that's what I'm getting at. He trusts his players you you you're going to get the most out of your players and that's the reason why the players are, they're going to play for you. They're going to ride out for you if if there's a mutual respect and trust for you. So, for Hallball, what he's done for that program and the kids currently um and um minus the Ohio State record, he does not deserve to be fired. But the bowl game record isn't too good either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the kicker. You know what, but he, he, this is the, it's a new era for the bowl game, too, because right. these kids check out. Like they, yeah, they do. It's not the same. And as they, as they don't want to play. It's not the same. You it know, used they to be, out. I want to play in the bowl. I'm yeah. going to yeah. play uh, in the blue bonnet. live to play in the bowl. I'm going to play in the, in the blue bonnet bowl, and shit. I'm going yeah, to represent. You get. I
2: love that. New, new Year's Eve game. That was Exactly. Wasn't that Houston? Yeah, it was in Houston. The Astrodome.
1: And see, but now, like, they're get they exposed all year round. There's so many outlets and, you know, different ways to get exposure. It's not important to them. And they're looking at the paycheck. Like, why would I jeopardize this? You know, I I played up to this point. You can look at it two ways. I played up to this point. I could get the shine on this stage and go on. Or uh, I played well up to this point, and I'm not going to jeopardize what I've done, and I'm just going to skip this last game. Explain Ohio State. Ohio State has better athletes. Period. Michigan doesn't think so. I don't care what they think. No, it's they, apparent. They, they agree with that. It's apparent.
2: Players. Well, the well, players yeah, are the never going to yeah, say somebody's better. Oh, of course not.
1: Yeah, because nobody's better than you when you're a player. But it's apparent that those players at Ohio State are a different class of athlete. Right. Here, here's what I will say, and I know everybody says, "Oh, Terry, you, you can't say that."
0: Jim Harbaugh. Here, and you know what? Guess what? I agree with you. I what? would not fire. What? him What? Yeah. Uh, that one, I wouldn't expect it. All right. Here's why. Jim Harbaugh has placed Michigan's program in the same echelon as it was under Bo. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference. Ohio State and Urban Meyer has taken Ohio State and just taken it to uh, a another, different uh, plateau absolutely. that Woody Hayes could never get it mm-hmm. to. Agreed. Back in Bo's era, Michigan State was a horrible hope program. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin was horrible. Northwestern was horrible. And Purdue was horrible. And they still are. But now you got some teams. And he's beating all these other teams. Yes, Michigan State he didn't beat immediately. He can't beat Ohio State. And I think Ohio State has just gone light years ahead of Michigan. And Bo would never be able to touch that. So I think he's got it in the same position. Listen, what was Bo's uh bowl record? Two and ten?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh,
0: well yeah. He he was five, four and one against Ohio yeah. State, but Ohio State was still it was Slugging the, the ball. season.
1: It was all about – and they played less games, so the games meant more. You know, at that time, I think they were playing 10 games.
0: There's three yards in a cloud of dust. Yep. Urban Meyer, a day – they have this fancy offense with all these studs out there. Even before
2: him, Terry, Trestle trashed them.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. But the that was before Harbaugh. Yeah. And now if you fire him – I always thought this growing up and as an adult, I thought that Michigan is always going to win 10 games, no matter who's the coach. But then we found out that was not the case under Rich Rod. <laughs> hey, I'm a Michigan man. <laughs> and
1: and stay off my man, Rich. No, no, no. You,
0: you know, no, no, adult, that couldn't have been your man because you know who trashed Rich Rod? Who? Michigan. Administrators.
1: Oh, I, well, well. Oh, A- it, it wasn't just. It wasn't just administrators. It was everybody. Everybody trashed. Rich. No one. I, the reason why I say stay off my man, Rich, because I empathize. He paid with you them. to come to Michigan. Nah. nah, nah. Somebody. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, there you go with that pay stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't have to reiterate that we were not paid. Chose Michigan because they were the only school to not offer anything. But let me
0: let me get this straight. All right. You're talking to your family, yes. and you say, you know, this school is offering me 50000 This one's offering me a Mercedes. This one's offering me a private plane. This one's offering you a job, Dad. But you know what? I want to go to the school that's offering me nothing. And your, and your parents and everybody say, yeah, that's a good idea. Excellent choice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Really?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, come on, man! Come <laughs> yes. on! He's, saying that, he's taking it to the grave, it absolutely, <laughs> it, because it's the truth. And let me tell you why. We did. We knew we were good. We we knew and felt that we were going to be good. So, what we didn't want to jeopardize, even before we walked on the court, our eligibility or. Uh, the, the possibility of winning a national championship because each and every one of us, our goal and desire was to win a championship. Except Chris Weber. <laughs> even Webb. <laughs> especially Webb. All right. Webb just had that mis, uh, mishap. That's all. Now, he got paid before going to the school by somebody who was not associated with the school. Yeah, he was not. Ed, Ed Martin was, may he rest in peace, uh, the godfather. Ed Martin was not a booster. For the University of Michigan.
0: No, he wasn't. He had ties. In fact, my cousin worked for Ed Martin. Mm-hmm. And before uh, Coach Watson got there, before you dudes got there, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. used to get basketball tickets, University of Michigan basketball games, mm-hmm. from this dude named Eddie. Eddie. They didn't call yeah. him Ed. Eddie. They called him yep. Eddie. Eddie. So yep. she said, you wanna go to Gangsta? So, no, nah, man, Ann Arbor, man. If you're from Detroit, right Ann Arbor, here. you may as well have been so, going it's to country Chicago. Right <laughs> so no, nah, I don't a whole wanna go there. Another world. Yeah. it used to take like four or five hours to get there, no. Nah. <laughs> so I wouldn't go, but we always had not always, but we would often get mm-hmm. tickets to the University of Michigan basketball games. Mm-hmm. But nobody would wanna go see them play with hoops. Well, uh,
2: Chrysler Arena, so boring. School. Right over there. Chrysler it's it's Arena. School. And you right. know
1: it hasn't changed much. I mean, when we arrived on campus uh, in '91, the number one thing that we talked about or wanted to change in that environment was the uh, the fandom. Like, yeah. we wanted to move the student section down. They yeah. So we finally got them from from being all the way up at the top rafters to <laughs> coming down to the floor. So that changed the environment a lot. Heck yeah. Um, so and y'all did this. Yeah, we did. We what the did hell that. were they doing up there anyway? I mean, what the, who put it, and that's what we said yeah. to them. We were like, "Hey, why are the students up there? We 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 need to Feel the energy, and so they brought the students down, and it was the energy was in Chrysler. But because when we went on the road, it was live everywhere we went. Oh, yeah. But when we came to Chrysler, it was dead. So we was like, "Yo, no, we got to change it," and and uh, we we ended up, you know, getting that changed.
2: Look at the kids at Duke. They don't even they don't Duke, even have seats exactly right. in the
1: student section. Right. They have to stand they, that's right. That's right. And playing at uh camera indoor yeah. arena, the fans are so close to you that when you take the ball out on that side opposite of uh, the bench. They can literally stick their hand down, slap you in the face if they want, or they yeah. could grab you, they could pull your ear, they can literally reach past you. That's how close you, they are to. How were they you. as fans uh, to you guys? They were good. They were, you know, disrespectful. So they they they're were respectful. very nauseous. Yeah, they weren't disrespectful. They just cheer for. Uh, just their punk, team. just yeah, punk. they say they have been a North Carolina punk, punk white, white kids. kids, rich, white, <laughs> rich kids. white kids. Yeah, you would you would think that they would may you know get out of control, but they were very. Uh, you know, respectful. Duke
0: is more diverse than the University of Michigan.
1: I would not agree or disagree with that.
0: Yeah, it is. Wow. Their minority population is higher than Michigan. Yeah, I, I wouldn't.
2: I, Even back in the day? Yeah. Wow. Back in we d-
1: – Well, back in the day, I think at one point, we, Michigan was uh, uh, the leader as far as uh, percentage-wise for African-Americans or minorities. Uh, but that changed, too, because that was back in the time, uh, late 80s, mid uh, – Early '90s, mid '90s, but I know that's changed, and I'm not surprised to hear that stat at all. Right. I mean, there was like
0: 11% black at Duke like uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, that's crazy yeah, that's, in college because it's usually like three percent, four percent, two percent. Yep. So we we're just not getting to these schools. But Duke is tough to get into, but some way somehow, they uh they're getting more minority students in
1: there. Well, that's a you know that's 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 that the way that I look at it. That's just an administration, um, uh, agenda. Like that's their agenda. Obviously, you know, if you look at the norm across the country, all the other schools are trending down. They only have maybe, like you said, three or four percent, or maybe five percent um, of minorities going to school. And if Duke has eleven percent, that's clearly something that's mandated. Yep. right. And and I commend them for that. I mean, I just think that, you know, as even as a society, we all need those opportunities, not just minorities. You know, education, Every I think education should actually be free. Education should be free. You shouldn't have to go to college and be in debt. New York's working oh. on okay, that. Okay, Bernie. Yeah. In New York. Yeah. You know, I'm not, well, I, I'm not trying to be a socialist. I'm just saying, like, you know, we, we find a way to find money to fund wars. We can find a way to educate our kids.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. If, if you know, if we want to blow somebody up, man, you know, they they, they we, never we about that. To find money.
1: money to take a life, but we can't invest in a life. You you know how many brain trusts we're destroying, or we could cultivate conversely. You know, if we if we put money in, in into love and education instead of war and hate. Yeah, but you know, but here's how messed up society is.
2: Yeah, all
0: right. I I, I I did a <laughs> poll. Okay. If you could see one. Of these things more of in the United States. Which would you pick? More what? More classrooms or more jail sales? More classrooms. Sixty-five percent of people on my little stupid poll said more jail sales. Why? Because you know they just want to lock people up. And I and I tried to explain, but if you Edu- have an education, right. if you most people who end up in jail, right, you know their lives are like my life. I have nothing to live for. Right. But if you give somebody give an education, keep them in the classroom,
1: they might say, you know what, I got something to live for, right. so I'm going to stay out of jail. Yep. And even that too, what even happens with that is is you learn how to, to critically think so that you can get out of those positions or, you know, you could um, make the right choice or decision so you don't have to spend time in jail. Like that's what the education or how – the standpoint from education, I'm looking at it.
0: Like if I had nothing to live for, I would hit you upside the head and take your wallet and run <laughs> right. out the office right now. Right. But I have something to live for. I have an education behind me. I have a family to support. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in jail. You got oatmeal Uggs. I have oatmeal Uggs. Uh, oh, not today. Right. I brought
1: my. Uh, and you, and you about three hundred thousand in debt because you went to school.
0: No, 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 no. I was not in debt. Here's what I did. I was on work-study okay. at CMU. I was in a, a sports official, mm-hmm. and then I was uh, in charge of scheduling mm-hmm. sports officials. Nice. So I, I used that money. And I had extra money for pizza. Mm-hmm. I used part of it to pay for my, some summer education. I got a little scholarship here I and were there. A
1: hustler. You was hustling. I you was hustling.
2: The, you didn't work at the casino? No. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'd never been to the casino
0: until uh, – like, 10 years ago. I mean, I never uh,
2: went as a, as a student. Is every student, you think, living in that Soaring Eagle casino right now? No.
0: I, I bet most yeah. of them have not been there. Really? It's my guess, yes.
2: I disagree with that. Yeah. I, I never went.
1: Yeah. Ever. It's probably more. It's, it's it's more than you think, T, I think. As is you. I think you're just not the gambler, but I think more <laughs> people. <laughs> They're
2: putting themselves through school yeah. through Soaring
0: Eagle. Well, you hit if, those if, crap tables. Yeah. If, I, if I'm going to... Throw out a hundred dollars. I want to be entertained. Either got to go to a concert, a good meal. I don't want to sit at a table and they just take Impossible my money away lose from it.
1: Use yeah. your money.
0: It's like when I I've been to Vegas. I had to cover uh, who was it? Vander Holyfield mm-hmm. and Michael Moore or something. Mm-hmm. And I was in Vegas for six days, which is three days too many. Oh yeah. So the first three days I refused to gamble. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, they're not taking all my money. What'd you do? Just go to the pool? Nah, I um. I like to walk. Okay. So I walked the strip. Sweated uh, your ass off. Yeah, I did. Sweat my ass off. And there is a... The Wynn Casino Mm -hmm. has a very good bakery in there. Mm. So I would go there and get a little almond croissant, which Mm. I really love. (laughs) And... Now, see... You're talking tea. about me, man. I'm
1: taking your black card. He's got his <laughs> almond croissant. He's got his bidet. Croissant? Yeah. No, you got you the bidet, man. But you eating almond croissants. I'm not eating an almond croissant with on my crocs. own Good. With his Crocs. you know, Right. I, the, you the, got what you, Crocs if you know, walking I mean, down the street. I mean, if you're going to the bakery, uh, what are you going to uh, get? Yeah. <laughs> to go with your coffee. That's what you need. You need some uh, Crocs. <laughs> nah, man. With fur in it. What do you eat when you go to the bakery? Um, uh, you know I'm not a sweet tooth guy, but oh yeah, I always hear that. from But oh, I don't. I but don't need no, I dessert. really, I'm really not. But, but but, I mean, you know, I try to keep my weight down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, look good for the ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, joking, joking. Cause my girl listening to him joking, babe. No, he's not. <laughs> but um, got a babe on his lap right now. Look, stop it, man. <laughs> you gonna give me? We're on video,
2: man. He can, she can see. <laughs>
1: he's gonna, he's all right. Yeah, but it's not full video. She's yeah. gonna be like, yes, paying out. <laughs> but um oh what was i talking about what were we talking What about? do you eat at the bakery oh bakery yeah see i'm not a sweet guy i don't even think about cupcakes and so if my choice almond well, croissants almond croissants if my choice at a bakery would probably be a danish and i know that sounds so plain and pedestrian but a really good danish i could do that something like a like a cherry or an apple I could do a day. I could do yeah,
0: that, that's like real day. manly compared to my <laughs> almond croissant, dude. <laughs> it sounds thought,
1: better. Well, it sounds it's, better than it's not the a as good, almond though. croissant.
0: Almond croissants are real, real or good, croissant. I
2: go right for the seven-layer cake myself.
1: Seven-layer cake? Right for but you seven, can't seven get seven-layer in a, the morning, <laughs> what's though. What's they a say that for the afternoon. It's all chocolate. Like all all chocolate? Chocolate? chocolate. No, no, no. They got a strawberry one, too. I had a seven-layer strawberry shortcake the other day. Oh, I, hold on! I know what uh, ice cream cake is good. I know that's not special, but ice cream. Look, <laughs> see, I know y'all. I like. am not. The, a, I like Carvel's Fudgy the Whale. That was always Fudgy a good cake. Well, Fudgy yeah. the Whale at like Carvel. Oh yeah, I like that guy too. So, I, so I'm guessing that you gotta have a very fancy name if you if you have a good dessert. Yeah. Or or at least has to sound good.
0: Right. It has to you know. You know, go down the the throat the right way and everything. Something <laughs> that you really love. All right. <laughs> All right, baby. 1993. Yes. You're playing for the University of Michigan. Y'all lucked into the uh, national championship Lucks. game against North Lucks. Carolina. And then Chris Weber calls the timeout. Yes. Basically ending your chances to win a national title. I don't, I don't want to bring not, up. Well, not necessarily. Man. We still had a chance. Yeah, a chance. But, but it greatly diminished it. Yes. What did you originally think when he called time? Did you know you didn't have any timeouts
1: left? So prior to the play in the huddle, Fish reiterated that we did not have timeouts. However, it was so loud in that place. Unless you were one of the five Fish was talking to, you probably couldn't hear it. And we were all leaning in, and he said it over and over. When we got out there, it just happened the way it did. What I, the issue, not the issue, but what baffles me about that whole thing is that we have played the same way all year to get to that point. And then <clears throat> when we get there, Chris doesn't do what he normally does. And if he takes the ball, handle it, Lose his man because no one six ten or six eight or six nine can guard him, because he can handle the ball. Same with Juwan. But he traveled before he called the. Mm-hmm. He traveled, but he should have gave the ball to Jalen. He froze. He, he froze, right. and he should have gave the ball to Jalen first. But since he didn't, and they didn't call the travel, at that point, do what you normally do, go all the way down and shoot the layup. So what I was doing was positioning myself. To, to get the rebound, so if you ever look at the tape, I'm under the basket blocking out because if it comes off, I'm getting the tip in. So in you could have been called for three seconds. No, nah, I wasn't gonna be three <laughs> seconds because <laughs> because right. that ball, I'm, I'm timing it. Like I'm, this is what we do. Right. I'm I'm running up the court, the left wing. We all coming down, and I, I know at this point since he didn't give it to Jay, he's going to do what he do. So I'm getting in position to, on the weak side to get the rebound, and then. As I'm boxing out and I'm looking up, waiting for the shot, I hear the whistle, I look over, and I see the confusion. That's when I walk over and I'm like, what's going on? And Jalen told me he was like, Webb, call timeout, we don't have any. And then I looked over at Webb and I saw his face and I looked at Coach, I looked at P-Watt, I looked at Fish, then I looked down the bench and it was just, everybody was just so Devastant. confused. But you know what? Michael Talley, jumping up and
0: down like a fool, said, yeah, good job. See, ti- you did the know right what? thing. I'm tired
1: of people talking <laughs> about my man, Mike T. He, you- Mike T. Mike T did not <laughs> cause Webb to call the time out. So he
2: didn't yell time
1: out? I, I, ha- I don't know. Was something from the bench
2: that someone said time I don't out. know
1: if Mike T called time out. I know mean, really I happy, I though. Hear it. I didn't hear it. anybody yell time out from the bench. So I, me personally, no. Looking at the film, when they highlight it, that's when I see it. I see it just like everyone else. But out there playing on the court, I didn't hear it. Um, there were no inferences. Like, there, you know, nothing like that. So, my man, Mike T, if you listening, I love you. Everybody talking about you calling the timeout. I'm riding with you, ride or die, my <laughs> dog. You did not do that. Okay, I love I do? you. But well, you don't really know that. No, I don't know that no, for okay. sure, but <laughs> however. <laughs> it doesn't matter Normally I'll as a media member yeah.
0: I watch games yeah. after and say, oh, They lost You know And that's just it Now let me go on And write my story I actually felt bad for them I what? felt terrible yeah. for you dudes
1: you, you gave us some empathy I, yeah. yeah I How felt bad yeah. Everyone,
2: everyone died on that night
1: here in yeah. Well, I'm talking about a like true fan, but not somebody yeah. from the other side like a like. guy. I a ripped you in the paper, oh, you but it I felt paper. bad oh, about so, the thing. So you ain't going to give us the love that's in your heart. I gave heart. Him a
0: little bit. It was like, damn, these poor dudes. Man. You chop so a head off
1: with the pen. I, get, I got you. Man. I, I chopped the head, but gave
2: me a little hug, too. A little hug. <laughs> now, I was talking to you before we got on, and I asked you, do you think Dean Smith outcoached Steve Fisher. And let's face it, Dean Smith outcoached
1: a lot of a lot of coaches. Well, he's a yeah, all time. So he rested work. his guys he rested. for the final. It was a six uh I think it was a, in the second half, the six minute period, uh or six minute mark, he took out all his starters. He put uh five bench players in and ran clock. Ran clock. We were run, we're sitting down, moving, sliding our feet, playing defense. We're not realizing that it's tiring us out. Yep. Four minutes, four and a half minutes, I think, maybe. Maybe a little less than that, three and a half. Um, he puts uh, starters back in. They're a f- little fresher. They're a little bit more sharper. And and, yeah. and to me, when looking back at on the game, if I could point at one thing, that was it. There you go. And, and, you know, the timeout, even with the timeout, we still had a chance to win the game. But prior to the timeout, I think uh, when uh, Dean Smith... Subbed his starters out and put the uh, the bench players in. That was a critical moment. Yeah, Terry, remember
2: game. back in our childhood days, they used to run the offense called the Four Corners. Yes, I remember the Four Corners. I remember that. I remember that.
1: We called. I ran that in high school. We and we actually called it, and not because of me, because I haven't even chose Michigan yet. But we called it Michigan. Hmm. My coach, my head coach uh, at the time, is from Adrian. Okay. And uh, he so he it called Michigan. it Michigan. So he named the Four Corners yeah. Michigan. he called it uh, Michigan. Well,
0: I used to coach youth basketball, uh-huh. and we ran the Four Corners for one game. Yeah. We played this one team. It was a girls team, the eighth grade team. Yeah. We played this team, and they ran us off the court. It was like 70 <laughs> oh. to 15 or something like that. So <laughs> we have a practice. I said, uh, hey, girls, do you want to win this game, or do you just want to play basketball? They said, no, we want to win. I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run four corners I showed them or I didn't I, I didn't show them but I told them about it yeah. and so we ran this play and I had this one girl who could play I mean she could play for real the you other need ones one are, like all right, right. yeah yep. so yep. what we did is we ran the four corners. then they would give her the ball she'd dribble out look over and we just did it for like 6 minutes mm-hmm. so at halftime we're up 4 to 2 mm-hmm. <laughs> at a team that killed yeah. us by like 50 wow so then Now, here's where parents come in. Uh The parents start booing, Uh and they're screaming at my girls. I'm like, no, scream at me. I'm the one doing this Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So they call these eighth graders all kinds of names. Uh, You know, it's not real basketball and everything. Uh, Right. 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 So long story short, we ended up winning. It was like 15 to 12. Mm -hmm. So we won the ball game. Great coach. Great great adjustment, coach. I know. We tried to leave, and these parents are blocking the door. I'm like, come on. Really? Really? Yeah.
2: You know what? Parents are <laughs> Oh, that'll work.
1: I tell yeah. I tell the kids don't let your parents get in the way.
2: <laughs> I was at my kids' seventh grade game last night. I mean, it was oh, that's 14, right. You're a coach with the with oh, the, 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 lollipops? Drops. Don't think the lemon drops. Lemon drops. That's a great name. <laughs> the champion lemon drops, I might add. Oh, that's right. Congrats. Anyway, we were playing last night and it was 14-12 Last night. Yeah. it was basketball. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought it was softball. It was. This is I'm talking about last night. I'm okay. talking about my kids' basketball game. It was 14, 12, and .3 seconds left. They fouled our girl. So she went to the line. Mm-hmm. This is a seventh-grade kid. Mm-hmm. And she drilled the two wow. of them to go to overtime. To go overtime. We lost by 16, 14 in overtime. Wow. But I'm just wow. saying, the parents, I, I just, that's the only reason I bring it up. Some of the parents are, like, so, yes. so mean, man. They are. So mean. And and, and I kids. always,
1: right, and they're kids, and, and you're supposed to be encouraging. And this is a learning lesson. You know what I tell the kids and the parents, but I reiterate, reiterate to the kids, like, the gym, <clears throat> I know they're used to it being a gymnasium and for sporting activities, but it's your classroom for physical education. And so, so I get their attention by telling them, you're in a classroom right now. So the, the same uh, respect that you would give your teacher in a classroom is the same respect that I need in my gym. Yep. And then you teach from that whatever your philosophy or system or whatever it is at, from that moment on, and uh, you know, be as great coaches like you two and win championships.
2: <laughs> Terry shut him down in the four corners. <laughs> the I like all right, four but here, corners.
1: here, here is here's the big question:
0: the timeout game, and I I, I actually felt bad for you, <laughs> uh, and I'm assuming you guys went to the hotel, drowned your <laughs> sorrows, and just kind of chilled out all night took the flight back home the next day. What did y'all do after the game? It's yeah, in New we Orleans. Drowned our sorrows. It's in New Orleans, right. Yeah, this it's is
1: New Orleans now. Because so you kids, you shouldn't be out easy.
2: on Mervyn Street. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: this is the Big Easy now. So we we mm. did uh, drown our sorrows, but it wasn't at the hotel. We went out that night. And uh, actually, Jalen Rose, he tells this story uh, very well, that even after we lost the national championship, when we went out, everywhere we went, if and we were in the same place as the North Carolina teams that beat us, they had to sit in line while we got VIP right <laughs> by them. Wow! So, so they got the rings, but you they got, got the you rings, got the hookup. They got the rings, but you know we got them things, and what, they were like, "What are they, they screaming through?" No, nah, they didn't. They didn't really say anything. Hey. They, they were just, you know, looking at. We were just looking at them, and it, it was just kind of like a twilight moment where wow. you just kind of look at each other and just keep it moving.
2: That is. Yes. So you never say. Bring nah, these fellas
1: in here. Nah nah. nah, nah, not the national championship. So where did you go? I don't remember the name of the place, but oh, it must was, have been uh, a bad place then. Well, it was off the beaten path because mm-hmm. we didn't want to be in the public eye so we found a nice little hole in the wall in carolina and, and, and exactly and and carolina did the same thing which yeah. was which was funny so um we end up at this spot we go in there and uh i can't even t- i think literally we were there maybe an hour and it it went off the rails cuz that's how much we needed to medicate ourselves so yeah we were drinking yeah we were drinking a lot what i don't even remember it wasn't beer Nah. Well, actually, I think it was uh, it was dark liquor. I know that. I think we had a mixture. I think everybody just had a mix. It was light, dark. It was beer. We weren't drinking wine at this time. Was Fish there? No, no, no. no. Fish oh, just was it the there. Boys? It was just the players. Okay. Just the boys, uh, managers. And uh, I had to cut my nights short because I had to take Webb home. I had to take Chris was oh. uh, not feeling well. So I had to take him home and uh whoever this random guy was, whoever the random guy was in New Orleans that drove Chris and I home to the hotel, thank you. I never got a chance to really thank now, you. Now was Chris not so
0: feeling well because of the timeout or
1: because of the booze? Because of the timeout. And the booze kinda uh put them pushed over, the it over the edge. Okay. Yeah. So Ugh. you know, I had my brother, you know, laying out and I wanted to, you know, make sure protective and make sure, you know, it wasn't a lot of paparazzi or cameras or pictures or people trying to do stuff like that or that camera before phones, cell phones. Right before cell serving, phones, they were serving
2: underage kids. Right,
1: I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we were off, you know, we were in the we were in a hood. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So were he, you was, on, he was. He was. He wasn't nice feeling great. He was. Nobody was feeling great, and Chris definitely was not feeling good that night. Were you nice to Chris that night because of course, he's or did you brother. look at him
0: saying, "Nah, it's too nah, man. That's my brother.
1: Game. I love him. That's my brother. He just uh he it could have been any one of us. It literally could have been any one of us and um and ultimately, we don't get there. We don't we yeah. don't make it to that point without Webb. Webb was the leader. Webb is 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 the guy that we leaned on, that we pointed to 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 be the anchor in the middle and uh to be the enforcer, and he did that for us. So when we got to that, uh, the moment in the national championship, and he called timeout. What can we do? Because obviously, it wasn't like he was trying to do or meant to do it, and played his tail off to get to that moment, and then call timeout. <laughs> you well, know what well, I mean? Well,
2: let me ask you this. Don't get mad at me. No, no, get mad at him. It's okay.
1: I ain't get mad. You're at talking
2: you about just a basketball fan watching that game, and a guy that you know bet my share of games. Mm-hmm. And you hear all these things. Do you players. bet on the game? No. I'm not saying. I'm just talking oh, betting in right. general. Right. There's money on the game. hmm He owes people money. hmm People tell him, I need Michigan to lose this game. Do you think that ever crossed it? Do you think that ever happened? Oh, Do sure. you think never. he threw that game? This
1: Never. I, I always never. had it in my mind. I've never thought that. I I would – I've never – this is the first time anybody's ever asked me that. Come on.
2: It's
1: the first I never time. thought it to either. See, to God, but but see. but I'm but, but I but I'm saying I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah I, coming no, from? and that's why I'm saying like and Chris was a lone wolf too. Yeah. He he
2: was his own guy. But
1: Web, but Chris, but Chris he he would his integrity. His he would not that's just not I don't see him making an agreement to do that. He cares too much about the game.
2: How about you those know, kids back in the day bad. at CCNY? They threw the games. Yeah, you know, but but Chris
0: Webber would get yelled at by Mace, his dad. <laughs> but Mace nah, couldn't, it couldn't do even it. It ain't even
1: Macy. No, nah, it's his Mace. mom. Yeah, mom, mom. I don't know. Or both. Well, yeah. he, you know it's both. But
2: I mean, that's a professional player right there. That kid. How does he make that mistake?
1: I think he that, just came out in, of a timeout. I think I think that in the moment of high stress. You do things that you normally wouldn't do, and that's the clear example of it. I
0: could I could see that because it was crazy in that arena that night,
1: I, and it was real intense. It was a close game, and you forget you, stuff. You dribble on the side of your bench, and if you hear, because when you watch the video, you see Web mouthing. Oh
2: yeah, I can not see somebody him right now. like
1: he said call time. Like you could see him yeah. say that. So. I just think that it was just a moment. He got caught up in the moment and did what he did. I've sacked, that and, no and that's one has ever why. Even brought this up. And, and that's why,
0: because like, you're a gambler, man. The
2: rest of us <laughs> don't
0: gamble. No, no. We don't have that kind of money.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm talking Ed Martin, all the people. There's money going on, man. But, but sports it's not, is money.
1: Yeah, but where?
2: I mean, guy like Tim Donaghy and the NBA, what he did,
1: and and uh, particularly Ed. Ed wasn't about. Um, gambling on the games, he, he wasn't about uh, he wasn't a sports better. He was uh, someone who had relationships in the neighborhood who wanted to help kids, all kids. Some of them happened to be NBA level talent. And when those two paths cross, people automatically assume, oh, this is a relationship born out of this, where he's taking money and he may, you know what I mean. But it's it's not even on that level. Or yeah, premise. I'm sure
0: this is the case around the nation. But in Detroit, you know, every playground has oh,
1: a yeah. guy. Oh, for sure. That gives kids oh, money. it's not just Detroit. And they, they're not it's Chicago, they're not going to college. Dallas is D.C. is right. L.A. They're not going everywhere. to college, but they
0: give them some shoes, give them something to eat, give Definitely. them some money. And it's not because they're trying to steer them to. a – That's just what they do. Like they just want to. Dexter
1: they want to. It's twofold, right? It's it's. Hey, I'm here. I'm here for, here for you and your family and the community, helping out the community. And it's these kids need these resources, and right. it's that simple. And if you happen to turn pro, remember me. Right. That's part of it. And too. that's it, right? If he, if you happen to turn pro, yeah. I mean that, but that, but that's no different than someone that's helping a family that doesn't have it. Uh, if if he goes to school, and he becomes a uh, an engineer, and he says, "Pay me back," you know, or or whatever, whatever the deal is, then and he does that, pay it back. All right,
0: all right brother, I, I need something from you. We're gonna have a segment called King for the Day. Oh, I love it. And uh, <laughs> all my royal subjects. This is for you. All right. Here's, Come on we're, down. Here's what we're going to do. Most of these shows, we, we've got a dilemma, and you got to solve it. All right. Because, you know, you're Jimmy King, so yeah. you're king for the day. Okay. All right, here's I'll what happened to wrong. this dude. This dude goes to confession. You've never been to confession, though, never. have you? Never. I've never been either. Are you, are you Catholic, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm taking So you, you go to, to confession. I
2: haven't been in, in a while.
1: But, but when yeah. you
0: go, you tell the priest, and that's it, right? Supposed to. Yeah. Okay. I've held back a little. Brother right. man right. goes to confessional, and during the confession, you know, normally you say, yeah, I cheated on my wife, five Hail Marys or whatever, you know. That's a bad hell Mary right there. Is that 10? That's at least 10 Mary. Okay, Marys. 10. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> home team goes to the priest and during his confessional tells him that he's a child molester. What? Yeah. So then he leaves. He thinks that's the end of it. The priest goes to the police. This is in Utah. Tells him, hey, this dude Harry, he's a child molester. You confessed to me, blah, blah, blah. So the police arrest this dude. He's prosecuted and thrown in jail. So homegirl, the dude's wife who was thrown in jail, she rolls back around and sues the church. Wow. And says, you know, hey, this isn't right. You know, my, my husband's a confessionalist, supposed to be private and everything. So she's got a lawsuit against the, the uh, church. King for the day. King for the day. Do you throw out that lawsuit? I know you need more information, or do you at
1: least listen to it? Okay. Now how? And it says easy. This is loaded. Yeah, that's loaded. And it's pretty sensitive because you you know, you, you're yeah. talking about priests, the Catholic Church, and we know the situation with we what's kids. going on with that. Yeah. So um since it's so sensitive, I you can't throw that case out. You gotta hear that. Like we're talking about young lives, we're talking about uh, you know, people who can't protect themselves. And if if you know someone is molesting them or doing some harm to them, they need to be reprimanded and or helped, treated. So uh
0: and some things can't be private.
1: Yeah, and exactly. And, and and that's one of the things my thing is the wife, so you turn around and sue the church when I think your response should be I'm divorcing my husband yeah. for being a creep. Right. So for me, I think it, it it lies on the wife, and they need to put her in jail too, because obviously she's complicit. She's trying to get that money now. She's trying to get that lawsuit money. But, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like She's cool with what he's doing, but I'm like, because yeah, she could be looking at it like, oh, he's going away. I need the money, which is even worse. True, right? she, she should just divorce him and walk away. But... I don't know. That's a little deep as six. So, king of the day, you cannot throw that out. It needs to be heard. And make sure that you hit him over the head with the scepter.
0: Okay. King of the day. Good job, buddy boy. Good call. Yeah, I thought you flub it, but uh, you came through. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, that's
1: that's pretty cut and dry. I mean, you know, we're talking about babies now, you know, and I –
2: your royal subjects yeah,
1: agree with you. That's right. Thank you. You made Thank the right you. choice. Good job. So, uh, you know, I, I'll, we'll 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 take him out in the in the courtyard guillotine. All right, but she doesn't win her lawsuit. No.
2: No. Okay. Definitely not.
1: Cool. And and we got and we got an extra we got extra steps for her too. All right. Straight. All right.
0: Here's another question, fellas. The New York Giants fired Pat Shermer after he won nine games in two years sounds familiar (laughs) the Detroit Lions retain Matt Patricia after he won nine games in two years who made
1: the right move I think New York made the right move obviously by letting a coach go Um, two years you win less than a quarter of the games or right out of a quarter of your games Um, if. I look at the performance of the team when I'm looking at the coach, and if the guys are engaged, um, and, and and the enthusiasm with which they approach the game or play the game, because that that means that they believe in the game plan, and they're getting motivated by the coach. So when I watch New York um, play, and they you know they had a lot of moving parts with departing uh, receivers and. and uh, Eli Eli going off the, on the bench They yep. start a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback. Saquon and, goes out for half the yep, year. Yep. So, you know, they got they got all these, you know, moving parts. Um I think what they needed is is or what they need and what they hope they got is a coach that uh can develop or, or give them a newer or fresher system um for those weapons that they acquired. And um, develop with the newer uh, quarterback and uh, what they call him Chase. Uh, what's his name? Chase uh, Young. No, no, no. The uh, Daniels. They call oh, him uh, Danny, Dimes. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Yeah, Dimes. Danny Dimes. So he looks like to have a lot of potential. So they, he I does. think they want uh, a fresh coach in there that that's that has new ideas. Is going to allow that that uh exponential growth that I think they, they expect with the talent that they have.
0: See I'm an old school guy and I don't believe in firing coaches after two years. Mm. But I know it's different time. Now you fire coaches after, after one, one year now.
1: You know I mean you look at Kitch uh yeah, Freddy Kitchens. Freddy Kitchens. but
0: if you look look well, Freddie Kitchens was fired because he was really incompetent.
1: But Matt if, Patricia if you, if you if is you, he if incompetent you see that we don't I think so. <laughs> see we we don't know. We don't know yet, and, but obviously New York felt that way with Shermer. And if you feel that way, you got to make the move. If Detroit felt that way, I wouldn't have any qualms if they moved on from Patricia. I wouldn't either, but you, when you look at organizations and they fire coaches
0: every two to three years, they never win. They never get it, they, or they very rarely do. Mm-hmm. I think maybe San Francisco's done it once. Uh, but Terry, just look at the Steelers.
2: In our lifetime, there's been three right. Coaches, right. coaches. Three coaches.
0: Yep. Three. Right. So, consistency. They win. And I know they haven't always been happy with Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. and, but, you know, he's he's gone without Ross, Roethlisberger, and he's had, like, quarterbacks I never even heard of. But they still mm-hmm. kind of win.
2: He can get coach of the year, as far as I'm concerned, this year. The right. way Right. But kept they that have a together. different
0: standard Absolutely. there. Their standard yeah. is to compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah. They're not – They didn't do that this
2: year. Right. They had a fine season, but they didn't compete for a Super Bowl. They lost the last two games. Otherwise, they'd be in the playoffs even. Even with that ragtag bunch they had. Right. Yeah, they had a chance. But they lost them. Right. Remember a few years ago, they lost Ryan Shazier to a a devastating injury. I mean, Mm -hmm. they've come a long way. Right. But, you know, when you keep changing coaches
0: year after year after year, you don't go anywhere. But the Lions, what they have done,
1: they've hung on to people for too long. Mm Mm-hmm and then it never turns around. Mm-hmm. So, so so okay, let me let me ask you this because I thought that we had a pretty good coach at Caldwell. I thought that we were trending up. We made the playoffs. Um the players bleed and like I said I always watch how the players play. We were always in games. Um we had opportunities and Just because his personality, for most people, you know, he's more laid back, and they want to see him, you know, fired up on the sideline. It doesn't matter, you know. You you never seen Tom Landry, you know, with his fedora, yelling and screaming on the sideline. That's because they were winning. Here's the problem I had: the
0: Lions finish eight and eight, seven and nine, just about every year. Yeah, that's the Lions for whatever. So then a brother takes over. And then all of a sudden, nine and seven is not, not good, good enough.
1: enough. And that's where I was getting at. That I thought we had a very good coach, and we were trending up with Caldwell. So he made mistakes was, at the end of games. Yeah, he, but the players uh, swore by him. Right.
2: So he was like a grandpa.
0: Right. There was, there was only two coaches in the last fifteen or sixteen years that I've heard positive comments from the players. One was Jim Caldwell, another one was Steve Mariucci. Because hmm. when Mooch was fired. Mm-hmm. Guys were pissed about that. Mm-hmm. They said we let a good man go because we didn't do our job. Yeah. When other people got fired, they're like,
1: "Good riddance." Whatever. <laughs> yeah, good riddance. So, and, and that's important, you know, in the locker room, there's the camaraderie, there's that uh, trust, there's that building of relationship to the level where you feel like family. So when your coach is fired or a uh, player is traded, um, depending on that level of relationship, it's you, you'll you'll call some people out or voice your opinion on what's going on
0: now as a professional athlete how long does it take for you to
1: adjust to a new coach immediately me personally i can adjust pretty quickly so because, you, they can because just keep firing me, people until you find no no the right no, no, one. no well it's all about it's all if 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 you you can win in one year if you have the right coach and system and team that believes in that system There is no new plays under the sun. The players are most, for the most part, talented at the same level. It's just some play harder than others. Some have a better uh, um, way of uh, interpreting or, uh, you know, learning a system. It depends on the intricacy of the system. Like, so you could dumb it down to help guys get along faster you could keep it at a high level until guys catch up whatever that mix is you have to know the climate and temperature of your players in the best way to have them perform and to learn what you're teaching so it's so many different things that goes into that but you can win in a year
2: consistency well, definitely
1: Consistency definitely is needed, but, um, again, if you have a consistently bad coach, what good is that? Or a consistently bad team, what good is that? Because that's what we're talking about, the Lions, right? right. Consistently bad coaching but and team.
0: The NBA is probably easier to adjust because y'all combined only have nine plays in the league, nine different right. offensive sets. Like, like
1: sets. That's it. Exactly. But in, even in football, even in football, you may it may be more complex because you have more people, obviously – um, but when you come to schemes and you look at player personnel, it's the same thing. The new new uh New England Patriots, they they got Tom Brady, but no weapons. Even if they got Elderman Element Elderman
2: uh, yeah, Justin Elman.
1: Who is a uh MVP, yet he can't catch the ball or he can't be your number one receiver. He's talented enough to be the MVP of the Super Bowl, but he can't get you through the season. So that's what I'm saying. So like you you got you got players that, that have different roles. You got, you know, coaches who are smart enough to put players in position to be successful, like a Belichick. And they're depleted. And then you got coaches that got all types of talents like the Rams who had expectations this year and they amassed and paid all these players. That didn't reach the same level. Yeah, they got and they so got who fat are you pointing sassy. at? Right. Who you pointing at?
0: Coach. You can't fire the player. is players. he still
2: the same good coach? Well, he was a genius supposedly last year. This year he's, he's a got genius, egg on his, right? right? So yeah. that's what I'm saying. It changes in a year. Right. But sometimes you
0: get fat and sassy. It's like um, the the one thing that always bugs me about sports is, hey, we won this game. Now we got momentum going to the. There is no such thing in my mind. As, as momentum between games or momentum between seasons. They're all different te- mm-hmm. texts or chapters mm-hmm. in a book mm-hmm. that um, if you win a game, let's say you win a game 120 to 90, mm-hmm. you tell me that after that game you shower, you go home, you take a dump, <laughs> you eat. Um, take another dump. Take another dump. And Mm -hmm. then when you come back to the arena next day, you got momentum. Momentum. No, that's stupid.
1: (laughs) You got to start it over. Right. So it's consistency. It's, 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 it's routine. What is your daily routine to build up on your success for the season? Like what, what, so you have to have a methodology and a routine and a philosophy in order to um, flesh that out and, it can be working for you halfway through the season and you may have to adjust and change some things and sometimes you may have to revamp some things. And the problem that, that we see, the teams that start out fast and then they fizzle out and we'd be like, oh, what happened? Coaches are afraid to make those changes because they're like, look, guys, we've been doing this. How come you guys can't do this anymore? But what they minimize, but they know this, but they minimize is that everybody's making adjustments too. Right. That's that's the key thing. Because if when you win game one of a
0: series, particularly in NBA, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you that the next game two, you're gonna be totally down different.
1: like twenty yep. to five yep. or twenty to eight to or something stupid things, like that. That's why you gotta have different wrinkles. That's why you have to have option A, B, C and D off the same play. And you have to have players to be able to recognize and be able to execute that. And good luck trying to find five. And that's just basketball. So really, good luck trying to find eleven. Yeah, because if you, after you beat
0: somebody, man, you walking around, yeah. chess is all out, and, and so you, and, get and, and one you guy, let you here, let your here's guard a great down. example.
1: Look at the greatest, or not the greatest, but the most talented, one of the most talented uh, receivers in the league. A. B. Left out of Pittsburgh, goes to Oakland, gets the money he needs, and just wilds out. Right. He's a whack
0: job. Yeah, I'm ashamed to say he the went cons- to my room, school, Central up. Michigan University. Right. I don't know what happened to him. All he had to do was shut up and play. And he he needed to be Will we see him again? Yeah, you'll yes. see him. He'll come it's back. Jonathan. Yeah, somebody it's gonna be a bad team that takes a chance on him, but he'll be back in the league. Probably.
1: He need to go to Dallas.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they'll take anybody there. Right. Not anymore. They got a new coach. Yeah, but no, they, no, no, they still no, got no. Jerry. Who, who's still Jerry's running? Jerry's, Jerry's still running. Jerry Jerry's world.
0: That's right. Yeah, they're desperate, man. So he'll he'll he may be in Dallas. We'll see. Anyway, this is Terry Foster here for Jimmy King and uh, the Maz. King and Foster. We'll see everybody. Have a good week. NRM
2: good. screencast.
1: All right.